So like two seats times two, your 264 clients would be more like 180,000 bucks a month in revenue, something like that. Yes, correct. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Brian Smith. He's an ex-wellness professional and pro sports performance coach turned repeat founder and startup advisor, now building an employee performance and mental health platform, which you can find at myleon.co. Brian, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it, man. All right. How do you do this? feels like such a personal thing. How do you do this in software? You know what? It's it's funny. So my, my background is, as you said, so I was a director of sports science for USA Track and Field. Right. Um, and then what we did is we used data science to predict performance or predict injury in professional athletes. Right. Um, if athletes and people, salespeople, people work in tech, we're all the same. Right. We burn out, we get fatigued, all those other things. And really what we need to be able to do is we need to look for the signals within the data to understand what's going on. So what Leon does is we integrate into like Salesforce. We primarily work with sales teams, by the way. Uh, we integrate with Salesforce and HubSpot, and then we use sentiment analysis using um, diagnostic surveys and whatnot. Combine that into an algorithm. That gives us a snapshot of the teams that are at risk of burning out, teams that are at risk of mental health issues. But on the opposite end of that, it actually tells us the teams that actually can be challenged or pushed harder. All right, so it tells us the teams that are very resilient. So it ends up being sort of a, almost like a mental model framework for a sales manager to say, these teams need support. These teams can be challenged or pushed harder. Now, how do I build my business model around that? So let's say one of our listeners here, B2B SaaS founder, they've got five people on their sales team. They use HubSpot. They want to use Leon to reduce turnover. They sign up. They give you access to their HubSpot API. What are you reading for? Give us an example of a signal that you're getting from HubSpot's API to signify that one of the sales reps might be you know, having a mental health issue or about to be burned out. It's a, it's a combination. So what we'll do is we'll look at your HubSpot... Um, activity data. So that could be calls, emails, revenue generated, meetings, booked, opportunities generated, whatever else. Um, mix that with diagnostic service. All right. So where we're asking about sleep, we're asking about well-being, we're asking about psychological safety, work relationship, things along those lines. You're asking the employee. Asking the employee. Correct. Um, How do you incentivize the employee like, to do that? What's that? How do you incentivize the employee to take the time to actually fill those surveys out? I feel like people get those surveys, they ignore them. So, so that's the interesting part about it, right? So dude, surveys suck, right? Everybody agrees that, right? And NPS specifically are, are very bad. Like you get no signal from it from an intense standpoint to understand what to actually do with it. So one, it's the way that we ask questions. Two, it's the way that we score questions, right? So the way someone scores has a, or answers a question has a half-life associated with it. So that will help us understand exactly when to follow up with that person again. But okay. to your point, we don't just take survey data and report some garbage metrics to a manager, right? What we also do is provide recommendations to both the manager and the employee to how to actually fix the things that are going wrong. So we see that an employee is burning out. We'll push a playbook to a manager to say, these are the things you should be doing, reduce hours, 
whatever it is, right? Go to a four day work week, talk more about empathy. But we'll also, we have a marketplace where we've integrated into Headspace and the Calm and Equinox and the SoulCycle and Inside Track and all these other things where we'll tell the company the exact service to buy for that employee based off the data that we're seeing. But on the opposite of that, we'll do the same thing with employees. We'll say, employees, this is what you're struggling with. Here's what you should do to be able to fix this. Here are some content that you can engage with. And here are some services that you can use through our marketplace to be able to sort of fix the issue that might be going on. Got it. That's compelling. Okay. So give me a sense of your business model, right? What's the average customer going to pay you per month or per year to use this technology? Yeah. So um, right now we have, we have a couple of different tiers. Um, so we have a free plan all the way up to sort of like a, a managed care program. Um, so primarily two revenue sources, we have a SaaS model, which is on average about $350 per manager per month. So okay. we're charging on a per manager basis. Um, but the marketplace also has a revenue share um, uh, revenue model attached to it. All right. So sorry, real quick. So how did, how so the I want to focus mainly on SaaS here, but the market, how would the marketplace work? You recommend a gym membership to Equinox and you have a relationship with Equinox. So you get a cut from Equinox. Both sides of it. So it's almost like a vendor model to a certain extent. So it's familiar with vendor. So I we'll am, actually yeah. buy, purchase, manage the whole entire benefit, which will make a percentage on that on the, on the, on the employer, employer side. All right. But also on the other side, we'll make a percentage from Equinox or Headspace or whatever else. So we're making roughly about 20% of every dollar spent within the platform. 10% on both. It's split equally 10% on both sides. Okay. So if you like, I'm making this up. If you sign up a hundred dollar a month user to Headspace, you'll get a $20 cut just as an example of that 10 from the uh, employer and 10 from Headspace. Most of the use cases are, are uh, company-wide, right? So an HR manager will buy Headspace for the whole entire organization, which will get 20% total on. Oh, I see. Which of these is if you if you add up total revenue last year on a percent basis, what percent was marketplace revenue versus SaaS revenue? Um, SaaS was about seventy percent of okay. the business, and that was purely just because we didn't market it enough, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's starting to switch over now, especially as our introduction into the free plan, um, because it gets really interesting, right? Because you know most of the time when we're talking about buying these benefit products. No one has any fucking clue what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. What's, what, what works, what doesn't work. What's interesting is we can quantify the impact of these services. So we can say of this percentage amount of people that engaged and signed up with Headspace or wherever it is, we saw this amount of improvement in mental health or burnout or performance or whatever else. That makes a ton of sense. Okay, very cool. Um, you said three on the SaaS side, 350 per manager per month. But right. I just, I don't know anything about your, what, the average, like your sweet spot customer that signs up for you, how many managers is on, is on the team? How many managers yeah. are they going to pay for? Most of the time, it's a, it's a complete sales function. Um, so we're talking about a, a VP of sales down to director of sales, down to sales managers and anything in between, right? So if it's, you know, SDR leaders or whatever else, um, that's normally what the structure usually looks like. So but what does that mean? Like, I don't know if that means there's going to be a thousand. So there's other like five leaders on average for the sales team size you're typically signing? Up. Yeah, depending on the, the size of the company, we're looking anywhere between seven to about twelve, depending oh, okay. on the structure of their team. Got it. Then you're you're dealing so three hundred fifty bucks per manager times seven managers. What is that like twenty five hundred bucks a month? So you, you have an enterprise sales motion here. I mean, you're getting up there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And did you were you always that way, or did you move up market? No. Um, we, we, it was always the the focus. I mean, it took some time to sort of us to to get our our legs underneath of us a little bit, um, but that was always the focus. It just took some time to get there. Yeah, talk to me about time. When did you launch? Yeah, so we launched pre-product 
like pre actually anything roughly about two and a half years ago, we had an existing product before that, which was uh, sort of a, a, a gym membership sort of model, sort of like a gym pass, class pass type model. So 2019, which, late 2019. Yeah, exactly. And COVID killed that business, obviously, which accelerated yep. to this. Um, so about two and a half years ago, we launched pre-product on Product Hunt, signed up roughly about 6,000 um, early access users um, through All product from Product Hunt? Hunt? All wow. Product, yeah. Uh, it was actually pretty, I mean, we hustled, man, and we went through like every sort of community play and, you know, we were very, uh, what's the word, uh, challenging um, in the way that we opened up, you know, our tagline was like 85% of your employees hate their job. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of people got mad about it. And it was, you know, it was exciting for us. And then, you know, there was a lull because <laughs> like anything from a product standpoint, everything got delayed. Um, but we've been uh, like fully launched right now, roughly about a, about a year and a half. What is going on podcast crew? I want to let you guys know I'm recording this just for you. We've got the big event coming up here shortly in about two weeks. Founder 500 in Austin, Texas. We've got over 500 B2B SaaS founders getting together. Over 100 of them have more, over 150 actually have more than a million in revenue. It's maybe the largest gathering of B2B SaaS founders with real revenues anywhere in the world. It's just going to be an amazing group. I don't want you to miss out. Grab your tickets by going, uh, just searching on Google Founder 500, Founder 500 and you should find the Eventbrite link that way. I'd love to see you guys there. Do you remember how many upvotes you got? I don't have to tell you the truth. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, did you get, were you like first of the day? I'm just curious what position you have to be to get 6,000 signups from products. And I imagine it's like yeah, the top it, position. You know, it, it actually wasn't all that great because what we did is um, we, we took that, that product hunt launch and then went to like, you know, Dave Gerhardt's community and sort of like started talking to sort of the marketing uh, people there and then went to some of the sales communities and just started like literally pushing buttons. Be like your sales reps hate their jobs, your employees hate their jobs. And that's what drives a lot of sort of the anger engagement to figure out what the hell we were doing. Um, but it definitely wasn't all product hunt for sure. Yeah. You had another product hunt launch in, in 2021. That's not the one you're talking about, right? That's not the one we're talking about. I don't know if the one we actually launched is actually on there anymore because we had to yeah. replace the one that we did in 2021. But I think that was number four of the day or something like that. Yeah. This one didn't do bad. I mean, it didn't do amazing. It didn't do bad though either. It did, it did I would say, fairly solid. Um, very cool. Okay. So product hunt, product hunt helped you there. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so that was your first sort of tranche coming in sort of late 2019, 2020 into 2021. How many customers are you now working with today? How many logos? Um, so about 1,500 total users, uh, total clients right now, signups right now. Um, roughly about 750 of them are what we consider active users, which primarily is, is data being answered and is there some sort of action being taken within the product, right? So if that is either content engaged or a playbook started or a marketplace product and, you know, invested in or something like that, yeah. um, with roughly, I think we're at 264 paying clients currently right now. That's great. That's a health, I mean, that's a healthy little funnel. I love that, you know, those numbers off the top of your head. Um, can, I mean, so can we take that 264 paying customers times sort of the seven manager ARPU we talked about earlier? I mean, that would put you guys at like 600, 600 grand a month right now in revenue. Uh, no, it's definitely not that. It's a little all over the place because some of that is mixed in with some of our marketplace revenue. Some of it's mixed in with just red line deals and, and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. Well, so is the, does the, again, what I asked earlier was like the average team when they sign up, how many managers? And you said on the low side was seven. Is the low side actually more like two or three? 
Yeah, I apologize. So that's the teams that Norse at the time were going after. So when we get into like a whole entire sales function, we're actually taking on it about seven. But we also have onesie, twosie sort of sales managers. That oh, I see. Apologies. I see. Well, okay. So again, if you look at your current, look at your current customer, not what you're going after in the future, but your current customers, you would say it's more like two person, like manager seat teams, individual sales managers, things along, you know, like that. Correct. Okay. Okay. Got it. So like two seats times two, your 264 clients would be more like 180,000 bucks a month in revenue, something like that. Yep. That's closer to accurate. Yes. Correct. Okay. And that's just on the SaaS side, right? Yeah, that's just no. That's a combination. That's just on the SaaS side from there, and then there's the marketplace revenue as well. That's great. And well, you and you said earlier that SaaS is about seventy percent, so we can mark the hundred eighty thousand bucks a month up by about thirty percent to get to your total revenue of like two ten a month, something like that. Yep, that's fantastic. But you said what's surprising here? Most people say SaaS is growing faster. You actually said your marketplace percentage revenue is is growing faster than SaaS. Yeah, you know, and I think that's just because we sort of figured out the business model to a certain extent, right? Um, you know, the and we started pushing free a lot more also because we did see that there was being there was dollars being spent within the that sort of benefit space, and there was really there was there was really nothing sort of you know when really committing to that sort of market as yeah. a whole, especially the way that we looked at it, right? So the buying and the selling and the quantifying of sort of those metrics. Um, so we pushed free, and then from there changed a little bit of the sort of PLG function to make sure we're getting people to engage in some of those products and buy some of those products within the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Plus, on our end, that's a much stickier uh, revenue source. Uh, of and some of the SaaS model that we have. Yeah, no, of course. What about overall growth rate? If you're doing 220 grand a month today in revenue, do you remember where you were exactly a year ago? Uh, yeah, so roughly, I think we grew by 116%. Okay, um, so, so you had about 100 grand a month last year. Now you've more than doubled. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, very cool. Uh, talk to me a little bit more about the team. How heavy engineering is this? How many engineers? Uh, 13 engineers currently right now across a team size of a total of how many? Yeah. So from a sales and marketing standpoint, it's just me and my co-founder who are still leading <laughs> the sales and marketing aspects of it. Um, and then the rest of it is customer success and engineering. So total team size is what? Yeah. So we're at 26 people currently right now. 26, 26. And do you feel like you've sort of hired ahead of growth or are you like, oh my gosh, everyone's wearing 20 hats. We need to hire more uh, we're, people. We're, we're panicking completely right now. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and truth be told, it's, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a scary proposition to be able to hire a, a VP of sales or, you know, a director of sales or a VP of marketing, whatever that is. Um, you know, and then truth be told too, it's like, there's a lot of things within product that, you know, are still being handled manually on the back end that we're still trying to sort of work through. Um, so I think once we have some of those figured out, some of the PLG motion, then we'll start of, uh, start hiring some of those, those bigger yeah. guys. But makes it have, you, have you bootstrapped all this to date or have you raised? No, we've raised right, so roughly about four and a half million. Oh, I see. I see. When was the last race? Uh, eight months ago. Uh, okay. So what was that, that was this year or last year? Uh, it is 2022. So this year. They, they closed in January, something like that. And was that your seed or series A or? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was sort of like a combination of like a friends and family sort of seed round. Um, mm-hmm. you know, essentially we have a relationship with a PE firm that spun off a VC sort of arm to be able to sort of fund us, but it was very much a friendly sort of investor, sort of friends and family type relationship. It just had a um, sort of organizational structure behind it. So the full 4 million you raised today was in that seed round? Correct. Yes. I see. Okay. Why, why raise the capital? I mean, why, why couldn't you, I mean, was there a path to keeping equity, keeping control, not having to set up a board? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think it was on that end, it was it was a friendly investor um, that we knew we could take in capital. We, we, yes, we had to give up a board seat, but it was also too, we didn't really have to answer to our investors in any shape or form, right? Well, I mean, we the biggest thing though, that you didn't mention though is equity. I mean, I, I understand it's a friend, but you don't want to give up 20% of your company just because they're sure. a friend. Yeah, sure. No, I, and I agree with that. Um, but it was still it was still friendly terms to a certain extent. And, and truth be told, and dude, we got scared, right? Like we felt like we needed money to be able to sort of you know get us through where we're at and what our our roadmap looked like. And you know, we decided to do it. I guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, most folks doing seed rounds, you know, closing in, in January this year, were selling call between ten and twenty percent of the business. Were you sort of in that same range? Yes, correct. Okay, so that would have been like a valuation of what something like twenty million, twenty twenty two yeah. million, maybe. A little under there. I think it was about 17 or 18 actually. Post money? Yes. Okay. Very well. That's not that's not terrible at all. Now, is it panning out how you thought it would? You had a thesis on where you'd invest the money. You have six months now of history. Is it working? Oh no, we burned through way too much money to tell you the truth. We made it, we made <laughs> how much is too much? No, I mean, no, we 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 still have a considerable amount left, but we still I mean, like anything, neither one of us come from this world, right? Yeah. Um, so we made a, a ton of mis- mistakes as far as keeping staff on too long, over-investing in, in certain things, you know, um, and, and I mean, you live and learn, you know, so, uh, but yeah, we made a shitload of mistakes, man, to tell you the truth. Fair enough. I love the vulnerability. Very cool. Hey, uh, hell of a story here. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Oh, favorite bit. The great, the greatest CEO, the great CEO within. I enjoyed that book, actually. Number two, is there a CEO you're currently following or studying? Um, no, I, I don't think so. No. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Leon? Um, you know, from a sales standpoint, I love Ample Market, actually. Ample Market. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I have a five-month-old, so like four. Oh wow! Okay, is that your only only kid? No, we have two more. We have a twelve year old and a nine year old. Uh, wow, so, busy guy. So yeah. okay, so married married with three kids. Correct. Yeah. Wow. And how old are you? I am forty. Forty. Wow. Okay. And last question: something you wish you knew when you were twenty. Something I wish I knew when I was twenty. Um, I guess that everything would be okay. <laughs> That's you know, a good I, was thing bad, to know. I was a bad kid, man. So I was a bad kid, you know, did a lot of bad things as far as, you know, uh, so yeah, that everything was going to be okay. Just to stay, sort of stay faithful to stuff, you know, guys, myleon.co, you're going to see more of this. They plug into your HubSpot API, your Salesforce API. They'll look at certain signals along with employee surveys to understand where's burnout happening, who is, you know, maybe, you know, approaching a mental health issue or things of that nature. Then they also help you find the solution. Remember, it's a headspace membership for 10 bucks a month. His revenue model is you pay him right per manager, 350 bucks a month. Uh, and then also, if he helps you sign up for Headspace to help solve some of these issues, he makes a 10% cut on each side, right? So $100 sale, he'll make $10 from you, $10 from Headspace. Currently doing about 220000 bucks a month in revenue up from $100,000 a month just a year ago. 70% of that two hundred twenty grand a month is pure SaaS, the rest of the marketplace. They're scaling nicely here. $4 million raised at around a $17, 18000000 million post money recently. 26 on their team, 13 engineers. He says they're breaking out the teams, trying to find talent. Brian, thanks for taking us to the top, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.